Hello, and welcome to the FM Podcast. I'm Jen Fritz, and I run Fritz Media, a music publicity and digital marketing firm located in Vancouver, Canada. And this is episode number 39 of the podcast. So the topic of this week's show is building the story. And joining me on the show is Juno-nominated Alberta musician Nuella Charles. Now, Nuella and I had a really great chat uh, about how to effectively build your story as an independent musician. And, you know, this can be different for every musician. And, you know, sometimes the the things that you're working into your story can be different depending on, you know, what kind of music you, you actually make. And sometimes, no matter how much planning you do, it can often just come down to, to timing and good luck. Uh, you know, like sometimes it's just about which way the wind is blowing. <laughs> We had a really great chat, and I hope you enjoy it. Here's my conversation with Nuella Charles. Well, hello, Nuella. How are you doing today? Hi, good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. (laughs) I'm happy that we're close to a weekend, and that is the only thing that is, you know, uh, keeping me going at this point. (laughs) So, Yeah, definitely. I concur. So uh, we've met a couple of times before, I think mostly at like music conferences. And uh, I also, uh, I remember you being at a talk I did with Vanessa from Reach um, for Alberta Music or or something like that. That's a vague memory I have. I think so. I honestly couldn't tell you like which year was which conference anymore. Everything just kind of jumbles up together. I know, especially now, like now that I haven't been to a conference in so long, mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what year anything yeah. was. And it's like the last two years didn't exist. Like it's just like, mm, they're just, well, I don't know, something happened. <laughs> I can't tell you what. I know, it's but, so yeah, it's weird. Crazy. I know, just the thought, like everyone's talking about the Junos and everyone's you know are you coming to the Junos are you you going to the CCMAs are you going Mm -hmm. to this and I'm like oh I'm not ready for all of this (laughs) (laughs) yeah no definitely (laughs) so the topic for today's show is uh building the story and so I guess to to tell your story right we should probably start at the beginning so how did your music career start what is your origin story? <laughs> My origin story. I, don't, I mean, like going way back, you know, like I think most musicians, my parents had music in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my dad had a guitar. He is from Switzerland and my mom is Kenyan. And when we, we, I was born in Kenya, moved to Switzerland, was there up until like six and then immigrated to Canada because they wanted to be cowboys. Love that. <laughs> so that was a thing. And so we we lived on a cattle ranch in the middle of BC and we grew I grew up there for like 7 years did all like the animals all of that and never really like there was always music in the house I was in all the choirs and drama but it wasn't like a focus of mine and then we moved to the Bahamas when I was 13 and it was there where after I think it was like 2 years We no eight and nine. I think after one year we started homeschooling. I did, and I did more music playing than homeschooling. (laughs) I taught myself how to play the guitar. I started recording myself on like an old laptop, and and then like we had tape, like a little tape deck recorder that I would record on, and it just from there the passion kind of grew, and just that was the era of like TRL on MTV and like Fifi Dobson, Avril Lavigne, Michelle Branch, like all these girls. 
were playing the guitar and singing about whatever they wanted to. It was very inspiring for me. And it was like, okay, well, if they can do that, I can do that. Like, totally not a problem. Like, that's not hard, <laughs> you know? And so I started writing songs and kind of building from there. And then when I'm, so we were there five years. And then during that time, I actually fell behind a year in school oh. because of the music. <laughs> So my parents were like, okay, it's time to go back to Canada and finish your schooling. And so we moved back to Alberta and that's kind of where it kicked off me really trying to figure out, I graduated from high school, but then also like, where are the music programs? Where can I play? Who can I write with? Like, let's see if this is a career. And then from there I went to college and then my parents gave me two years to do music like as a career. And and 10 years later, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to talk to you because you do have an incredible independent artist story. You're now a three-time Juno nominee, which is pretty amazing. And you just dropped your new single, Awakening, which I love, by the way. Nice. Thank so you. So good. And it's totally blowing up. Yeah. I just looked at the spins on Spotify. You're <laughs> doing pretty good. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So how did you get to, to where you are now? What are some of the decisions that you, you made along the way that helped to shape your career into what it is now? I think when I started, I had moved, like, we moved back to Canada. And then a year later, my family moved to Edmonton. And so I went to school and I was kind of in Saskatchewan and then moved to Vancouver. And when I was like, okay, I need, I want to do music. I was like, let me move back home and live with the parents um, because that's cheap. Yeah. (laughs) And really focus on the music stuff and figure out what that looks like and what that means. And so I read a lot of books all about like setting up your own record label, about the music business and very like high level stuff that had nothing to do with me at that time. But I just wanted to know, like, what's ha- like, what are publishing deals? Like, what is a why do I need a lawyer? Like, what are synchronizations? Like, all these things that had no clue and really wasn't ready for. But it was like, I need to know what's going on. And so I read a ton of books. Kind of was like, I'm going to do this on my own and try to get some traction and see who wants to work with me and whatever. But it just kind of kept going. And I, my first record came out in 2012 fully independent. And the whole goal with that was like, if I want the music to be on an international level, it has to sound like that, but also has to look like that. And so all the artwork, I was very particular about like the imagery and all of that stuff alongside the music. And I think that helped a lot, but it was just... It was it was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. I do like that you you took the step of educating yourself. I wish more artists would do that. Mm. <laughs> I always say that to them. I'm like, it's all on the internet. You know, you can uh, yeah. you can just have a look. And I know it is so overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many different pieces to it. And you're like publishing. Oh my god, that's overwhelming. And then yeah. how do I get my song on TV shows? Oh my god, that's overwhelming, yeah. right? So it is a lot. But, you know, speaking of TV shows, you, you've you had some amazing TV sync placements, uh, like kind of over the last few years. How important do you think that that those were to, to help you tell your story? Oh, they're huge. I mean, it's changed so much, too, though, because I remember when I got my first ones was, I think, in like 2013, like my first bigger ones. Yeah. And they were on like finale shows of these reality TV shows on VH1 in the States. Oh my God. And so when they aired, and they're so dramatic, like they're the worst shows ever, yeah. but they're the shows that you 
you lo- you hate to you love to hate i guess that's the term yeah like they're just so bad but like they're so good and um yeah the scene like when it was airing i could see online like the people searching my name and like i could i was on my website analytics i was such a nerd i love just, it. like how many people are on here but like the next day i sold 1500 singles of that oh, song incredible on itunes and that's before Spotify was such a huge thing or like, app, you know, the streaming stuff. hadn't. So you were still getting paid. <laughs> I was still like on top of the fee. Like y- you still see the impact it had. And like that was the only way for them to really access the music was to go buy it. Yeah. You know, and so today it's still great and it's awesome for discovery, but it's also like not doesn't pay. as well. I mean, like it does, but I felt the impact for me personally a lot bigger before because as an independent, it really did help kind of boost um, the business side of of my career. Yeah, totally. It is definitely more of a discovery tool now. Mm-hmm. I know that I think that that's probably the number one way that I find <laughs> new music. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just like watching a show and shazamming. Yeah. That's all the time for me. But that's great. I think, I mean, I wish it paid better. Yeah. That sucks. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still like my goal for this year was like, well, and last year I want still wanted a commercial. Like that was my big thing. I want a commercial. And this year I got it. <gasps> so it's just like, yeah, I ended up landing a commercial in Europe through our Spanish sub publisher. And it's for like this tonic water drink. Like it's a Coca-Cola brand, but it's like this big deal. And so that was just like a huge moment for me because it's like, finally, I got it. I still want a North American one. Like it's still on my goals list, my little vision board. But like, that's the next step of just continually progressing to try to get bigger placements and stuff. That's me, so. amazing. What is yeah. the, what's the biggest TV sync that you've had so far? Um, The biggest one, I think is Tiny Pretty Things Ooh. on Netflix. It's about... <laughs> ballerinas killer ballerinas yeah but it was that whole show was so cool because like every episode had so much music and like even in my episode there was like a hosier song like right before and it was just like packed and so the fact that you know they picked one of mine um was really awesome yeah, yeah that's amazing really cool. that's pretty cool yeah it's always awesome when there's like mm-hmm. huge artists and you and you're in there too you're like that's right yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Another one, though, like I think on the same level was the Jane the Virgin one, where that one was super cool because Gina Rodriguez was the director on that episode. And so she actually chose the music that went into it. And so when the show aired, I kind of sent out a little tweet and I was like, thank you, Gina. And she she responded. She was like, you're so welcome. Like, I love your music. Like, this is awesome. Thank you for your talent. Oh, my God. I cried. I was like, because, you know, someone at that, you know, we're all human, but like someone successful at that level saw value in what I was doing and wanted to showcase it. So that's amazing. Really awesome. And also very smart yeah. of you to do that tweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I watch the impressions go up per second. You're like, I know what's, you know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Artists take note, please. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to planning your releases, it sounds like you really put a lot into that. How much of it, if you're looking at the success of something, how much of it would you say is planning and how much of it is just like timing, you know, sometimes just good luck? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, a lot of my previous, and I'm not happy to admit, previous releases were kind of like, okay, I have to put it out because I have to meet like this funding deadline or whatever. 
So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's a single, here's the album. I, I did that, I I know, with my 2016 album, The Grand Hustle. It was like, here's the record. I think I put out one single and then after followed it up with like music videos and like other singles, kind of. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, that was such a waste. <laughs> because there was no real lead up it still did really well because i think the music really carried it but you know after that i kind of learned to really give yourself time and not rush because as musicians we want to be like okay we recorded it i want the world to hear it let's put it out (laughs) you know but it's like no you really gotta have patience and really plan it out so that you're doing it justice and giving it kind of the time and the the, the the forethought that it deserves. Yeah, I always have to talk to artists about that because yeah, they do. They're like, oh my god, it needs to go out now, and I'm like, well, it, yeah, you know, I think that we can probably wait and maybe do a little plan. Like, mm-hmm. it's better to have a plan if you just put it out and no one hears it. What's the point, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You got lucky though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just emailed everybody. I'm like, my album's out. <laughs> <laughs> pay, pay attention, you guys. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> but what you said about like having to to put it out because you had to because of a funding deadline, that's something that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard sometimes to like dot all your I's and cross your T's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, and even like the last, like the this music that I have now for 2022, <laughs> I was supposed to be done that pre-pandemic, but then the world stopped. And so like a lot of that got carried over. Which was actually, I think, for the the better because a lot of it, the old stuff got scrapped. It was it just wasn't good enough, you know, compared to what I ended up working on after the fact. And so I think I'm really happy about that. But yeah, you never know what's going to happen. No, you definitely yeah. don't. So in your uh, music career, you know, into up to where you are now, what what would you say are some of the best decisions that you've that you've made that kind of got got you to where you are now? Like whether it was like maybe you know, hiring a team member or um, deciding to do something a certain way? I think I, I think there's a few. I think right off the bat was recognizing that if I wanted to play ball in, you know, the major leagues, I had to really step up everything. <laughs> it had to sound at a certain level. It had to look a cer- like at a certain level. Like that quality needed to be there from the start. Um, but then also like this idea that, don't be afraid to ask and to reach out to people Yeah, in like a very friendly business kind of way Yeah, because it's a business because the worst thing anyone could say is no. Yeah. And that's not really going to hurt you. It's going to be like, oh, okay, that sucks. But, you know, they're not going to stab you in the heart and no. leave you to bleed out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that got dark. Um, <laughs> but it's just like you you have to advocate for yourself, you know, especially as an independent, because nobody is going to do it for you. No. And even today, like, I'm still doing it by myself. So it's it's a lot. But if you want it, you got to work for it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I'm still asking myself. Do, you're like, do, do I? Because this, this really yeah. seems like a lot of work that yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it can be overwhelming. And, you know, I know uh, just particular in the artists that I work with, uh, their number one complaint is social media, mm. like how time consuming it is. And, you know, I'm an artist. I'm not a content creator. You know, all of all of all of those things. Yeah. How do how do you grapple with with that sort of thing? Do you have any help? Like, do you have people doing like, say, your digital ads for you? Mm-hmm. Do you do all of your own posting? Yeah, I do all my posting for the most part. 
Um, I do like depending on like right now because I'm in. I mean, I'm in a single cycle. I won't yes, <laughs> can't really say much more. Like I have new music coming 2022, but I have uh, a full publicity team here in Canada as well as the UK and in France. And then like a digital uh, marketing team that handles all the ads. And they really like kind of created a whole schedule for like, I think 18 months of like what we're going to be doing. And just like helping me figure out, you know, stuff to post about because you could literally just be like, hey, guys, go check out my single every day. And people are going to be like, unfollow. (laughs) Yeah, that's not fun. You know, we're sick and tired. But I I did warn everybody that they're going to be sick of me by the end of this year. (laughs) But it's just like, you know, they really help pull it all together and help create that story. And so that's really helpful for that. But yeah, for social media, most of it, like I get kind of into not cycles but like moods too sometimes i just don't feel like it yeah and like on the weekends it's like i just want to rest yeah. so i try to do a lot during the because i'm like now i do want to rest but bef- like before i just wouldn't ever rest you know and i think when the pandemic hit it was kind of forced me to sit down and just like take a seat <laughs> just you're not gonna do anything for a while yeah and i re- recognized i missed out on that a lot and that I would just go, go, go. Like my computer was my best friend, <laughs> like, you know? And so now it's like just listening, you know, do I want to be filming TikToks today? No. Yeah. So I'm not going to, you know, but it's definitely a challenge, but it's something that we have to incorporate into our business if you want to be seen. Yeah, th- that's totally true. And I can tell you that I learned that lesson over the pandemic as well. I certainly post less on my personal mm-hmm. social media than I did before. You know, that's probably just the nature of what yeah. I, I do for a living. I'm just like, you do yeah. it so much. You're just like, oh. <laughs> well, and the goal is to I'm make exhausted. it like authentic too, right? Like, because that's what people gravitate towards. So yeah, that's the challenge, making it like making them interested, but not like a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, it's so hard. I know if you feel like you have to post something and then mm-hmm. it can come across as contrived and, you yeah. know, yeah, it's it's a fine <laughs> balance, man. I know. I know, man. Well, all right. Just uh, wrapping things up a, a little bit here. Um, I heard you just got back from a, a writing trip to Spain. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, you know, rest and relaxation, although yeah. you were working a little bit, how important would you say it is for an artist to, to have sort of like little retreats like this? Obviously, you know, it's a privilege to be able to travel and you can, you know, get away anywhere. But do you think it's important for creativity, those sorts of oh, things? Oh, totally. And I think not even just the creativity part, but surrounding yourself with people who are better than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, because the Spain trip was put on by my publishers, Day Tripper, and their sub publisher in Spain, Alondra. And so we had a lot of, uh, there was a bunch of Canadians, some Spaniards, but then we also had Scandinavian writers and artists from like Sony and Universal. And so like, you're just put in these rooms with people that you've never met before and the goal is to come out with a song. I think we had like lunch there is very, it was like a two hour seated lunch. So it was very unique, but in the studio, but it was like, so we had like maybe six hours to do like a song, I think maybe less a day. And so that's challenging, but then working with personalities you've never encountered, you know, and maybe some language barriers or the way you would say something is not how they would say it in in their homeland. Yeah. So that's really unique and challenging, but it's just like, it makes you step your game up. 
I was in a camp in Los Angeles. It was like a Zoom camp during the pandemic. And I still remember one of the girls in it. She blew my mind the way she could just like spout out melodies or lyric ideas and then record them at the same time and ship them over to the producer who was in his home, you know, on his Zoom. And he had it in his track, like before I could even like think of anything. And I just kind of watched. I was like, oh my God, I need to get better. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, it's so good to surround yourself with different people. Even if the style is totally out, like not what you do. It's, I think it's really important for growth. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can learn so much just from being in Mm -hmm. that environment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Especially like, oh, geez, I got to step up my game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I I think now's probably a a good time to head over to our fresh content segment. Every week on the show, we discuss our favorite piece of music content for the week. And we always like to start with the guest. So, Noella. What do you got for us? (laughs) Mind. Okay, so it's this artist who just put out her debut album, although she put out a bunch of EPs uh, over the last few years. Her name is Amber Mark. Mm -hmm. She is from New York, I believe, but her mother was German, so she has German heritage, which is kind of similar to me where it's like I have Swiss heritage, so we both kind of have that language thing going on. But she's also like a, a songwriter and a producer and kind of like uh, alternative R&B, pop, soul kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Super cool. Her whole album is amazing. But what really drew me in was her visuals because I'm such a visual person. She has this, I don't know, like she has herself in the middle of this room kind of turning like a record player. But And so then I dove deeper into the technology and it's like this... 3d room where she's not moving but the cameras are moving around her and i was just so fascinated by like the visual that created that she paired with her album i just fell so much more in love and so yeah it would be amber mark and her new album three dimensions deep every single or every song on there is amazing but my favorite is called bliss so check it out all right well thank you so much i will check that out uh yeah thanks for that So my fresh content for the week is one that I've kind of already done, but I'm not going to let that stop me because, uh, (laughs) you know, that's what I do. Um, It's your show. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Who's going to stop me? Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) And that is um, the UK band Wet Leg, Mm. which um, are, you know, the buzziest band out there right now. I'm pretty sure that I did a fresh content for them last year, but I'm going to do another one because their debut album just came out and it's really good and you should listen to it if you've never heard it before. Nice. They're definitely, you know, I'm sure there are some people that are sick of hearing about them, but they're also, it's like, it's that <laughs> I weird. I see them everywhere. Yeah, it's that weird thing. I'm just thing. like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, they were like huge in the UK last year. So they did the okay. blow up over there and now they're like, people are discovering them more now because they're they're doing like all of the press mm. uh, in the US around, around the album. So it's kind of like there's a split of people people that are like, oh my God, I'm tired of this. And then people are like, oh my God, have you heard this new band? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you like like your indie rock on the catchier side, and also it sounds like the 90s, which is why I like it. So (laughs) yeah, uh, definitely check that out. I'll link to both of those things in the show notes for everybody. And awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me Oh, thank today. you for having me. This was fun. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before we go? 
Maybe your new song? <laughs> just my new single, Awakening. Like, I think, you know, a lot of people, well, especially, like, my friends, like, forget, like, outside people, but they're like, this is the best thing you've ever done. And, like, just talking about the new music and all that stuff that's coming out later this year, it, they're so excited. And that makes me more excited because it's like, I know this is it, you know? It's been 10 years doing this. <laughs> so it's just like, I know that I finally kind of hit home to what Newella Charles is. And so oh, I'm that's really awesome. Excited. So yeah. Yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. it takes a while, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I think, and it's just like the allowing yourself to experiment and work with different people has been really key too. Yeah, definitely. Th no, that helps you expand as an artist because yeah. then you're not doing the same thing yeah. over and over. Yeah. <laughs> That would be pointless. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody can find your new song on all of the DSPs. It's called Awakening. And mm -hmm. yeah, thanks. Awesome. Have a, Thank have a good rest of your day. Oh, you too. <laughs> have a good one. Bye. Bye. Well, that was such a good talk. I really hope you liked it. And thanks again to Nuella for coming on the show. Thanks so much for listening to the FM podcast. If you like the show, please tell your friends and give us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps out the show. It helps people find us in each platform and, uh, you know, whatever you can do. We'd really appreciate it. The FM podcast is produced by Fritz Media with production assistance from Carla J. If you want to learn more about Fritz Media, check out our website at fritzmedia.ca. And you can follow us on Facebook, we're at Fritz Media, and on Instagram and Twitter at Fritz underscore media. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, go to the fmpodcast.com. A big thank you, as always, to Said the Whale for providing the theme music for the show. And you can find out more about them at saidthewhale.com. Okay, so we're going to go out with our song of the week this week, which, of course, is Nuella Charles. This is her latest single, Awakening.
Bye. I'll see you next Tuesday.